Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Now, I want to take you to the verse that most people go to about repentance. It's found in 2 Corinthians 7, verses 9 through 10. Paul says, For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff with Eternal Promises, and we are covering the eternal promise found in Luke 24, verses 46 through 47. Jesus is speaking, and he says to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And and this is what the voice says. This is what the scripture said, that the promised anointed one should suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, that in his name, a radical change of thought and life should be preached, and that in his name, the forgiveness of sins should be preached, beginning in Jerusalem and extending to all nations. So what we're talking about today is repentance, foremost, linked with remission of sins or forgiveness of sins. And the question is, what is repentance? I mean, if we're commanded to repent in order to receive the forgiveness of sins, we ought to know what repentance is. And so what we're doing is walking through right now, Jesus talking to the churches, and this is in Revelation, uh, we just read out of uh, Revelation 2, verses 4 through 7, that was to the church of Ephesus. And now we're going to continue with the church in Pergamos. This is uh, Revelation 2, verses 14 through 17. And here Jesus says, But I have a few things against you, because you have there those who hold to the doctrine of Balaam, and who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name, written which nobody knows except him who receives it. Now, listen to what Jesus is saying now. Repent. You need to have a radical change of heart and life or action or else there is going to be severe consequences. Now, as I've already said, he's not talking to unbelievers here. He's talking to those who have believed, who have been baptized, who are walking with him or have been walking with him at one time. Let's go on to the church in Thyatira. This is Revelation 2, verses 20 through 29. I'm not going to read all of them, but that's the section. Here he goes. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants 
to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Now, quickly, many people in the church today are seducing the other Christians to commit sexual immorality. They're saying that it's okay. For example, pornography doesn't seem to be a big deal with some people. Adultery, same-sex marriage, uh, homosexuality. Uh, We could go on and on living together before one is married. And it's clear that Paul has said, if anyone practices that type of lifestyle, they will not enter the kingdom of God. So Jesus is saying no different here. He's saying, look, this woman is teaching, seducing my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Now, isn't that great news? Jesus, even with the wickedness that's happening with this woman, still the call goes out, repent, change, and I will forgive you. You know, if any of you listening to this right now have been engaged in immorality of any sort, uh, you know, cheating on your taxes, uh, lying, a sexual immorality, drunkenness, whatever it might be, maybe you're just lukewarm. Maybe you're not committing to the Lord everything in your heart. Guess what? Jesus is still saying, if you can hear his voice, he's saying, repent, come back to me. But I need all of you. I need you to go back to your first love, back to the first works. It's important, guys, to hear this. Let's continue. Here's the consequence. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children. Wow. And it goes on, um, I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now, boy, he's, he's saying it's important what not only we think, but what we do, and we will pay a price for it. Now, to you, I say, and to the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who do not know the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end. To him I will give power over the nations. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now listen to this. Do you get it? In Thyatira, there are those who are living unrighteously. They are living a repentance that basically says, hey, it's okay. As long as you're sorrowful, as long as you feel bad about your sins, even if you're continuing in them, you'll be forgiven. And the Lord's saying, no, If you're still practicing the sin, you are not forgiven. True repentance mandates a change of action, a change of our deeds. Let's go to Sardis, the church of Sardis. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Whoever overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. 
Now listen very carefully what he says to the people of Sardis, the believers in Sardis. He says, there's some who are walking righteously. They have not defiled their garments. They believe their heart is sold out to the Lord and they are walking righteously and doing good works. That there are others who are not believing, not living in a true repentance. Now, if you think this sounds Old Testament, listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 1. He says, Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts. You see that? Because he says, look, you also be holy because he who called you is holy. Be holy for I am holy, the Lord says. And again, he says in in 1 Peter 3, verses 10 through 12, For whoever would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Do you see repentance there? Turning from evil and doing good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. Do you have a question for Jeff? Get your question on the show by going to eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-885-6834. You know what? A couple years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Africa and visit an orphanage. And these children were amazing. Their, Their eyes, their face lit up with joy. And yet they had hardly anything compared to what we have in this country. But they had food and clothing, and more than that, they had people who were loving them, teaching them the way of God in Jesus Christ. But we need your help. There's so many expenses that go into an orphanage, and they're now expanding, trying to get more children in to help them grow in Christ and grow in their skills to be able to function in this world. So I'm asking you to stand up the orphans in the orphanage and the wonderful work that's going on there. You can give safely and securely on eternalpromises.org forward slash give or just hit the donate button on the top of the website or call 888 love god To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll-free 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff with Eternal Promises. I am so glad you're with us. We are covering an eternal promise that Jesus spoke, saying that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations. Now, I want to take you to the verse that most people go to about repentance. It's found in 2 Corinthians 7, verses 9 through 10. Paul says, For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, 
For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. Now, the voice says it this way. Because you are moved to make a permanent change that can happen only with the realization that your actions have gone against God. He says, godly sorrow is about producing a change of mind and behavior that ultimately leads to salvation. Now, can you see very clearly that godly sorrow about sin is not repentance? It's what produces repentance. True repentance is about us turning from our sin. Think about it this way. At Pentecost, when Peter preached that sermon and the men and women were cut to their heart, they had so much sorrow over their sin. What did Peter say? He said, repent. Now that you're sorrowful, now repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. And that leads us full circle to what Jesus said, that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in all the nations. As always, I want to encourage you, if you seek the Lord with all your heart, He promises that you will find Him. God bless you. You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. This is a listener-supported broadcast, and your prayers and financial support are appreciated. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. This is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Eternal Promises Radio is produced by Eternal Promises Ministries. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler.